Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, keeping employees happy. Millennials are not motivated by money. We're motivated by mission. Millennials are going to work for companies and buy products because of the core mission. Millennials care about three things. People, the profit, but of course, the planet. Demographics and generational cohorts shape our society. The millennial generation has entered the workforce and is changing the way work is done, much to the surprise and potentially the chagrin of baby boomers and Gen Y and Gen Xers. Gabriella Boucher is America's millennial expert. She's joining us to talk about this significant trend and reveal and debunk the five biggest myths that many of us have about the millennial generation. Gabrielle, thanks for joining us. We're going to get right in it. A lot of my peers think that millennials are entitled. What do you think of that? Yeah, entitlement is the number one myth that other generations have about millennials. And I talk about it in my newly released book, Five Millennial Myths. The truth is that millennials are not entitled. I call it ambition misdirected. Millennials have been told from a very young age that we can do anything that we want and be anything that we want. And guess what? We listened. And now we're walking into the boardroom thinking that we can do whatever we want and be whatever we want. So really, millennials aren't necessarily entitled. We have a high level of confidence. We're excited about being in the workforce. And leaders today should take advantage of that excitement and ambition and direct it towards a positive uh, goal or ambition. So if you raise somebody to think that they can be empowered to be surprised that they want to be empowered. Right, it's, right. It's it is, of, you got to own your stuff, baby yeah, boomers. You, you know, and, and I think that uh, one of my favorite quotes is by a parenting expert, Haim Greeno from the 50s, and he says, we often criticize the next generation as if we had nothing to do with creating them. It's just magic. Get off my damn lawn, you right. crazy kids. <laughs> All right, so entitled, we don't like that one. Uh, one I hear a lot, particularly dealing with uh, the turnover that seems yep. to be coming in the workforce, that millennial workers are disloyal. What do right, you think of that? Right. And here in the Washington, D.C. area, there's some truth to that. The average millennial will leave her job every 11 months, where nationally it's about two to three years. The truth is that millennials aren't leaving for more money. They're leaving for more opportunity. The number one reason that millennials actually say that they're going to quit, which is different than other generations, according to Gallup, is they want training and development opportunities. So it's important for business leaders to understand that they're not just investing in in their employees, they're investing in future leaders. Millennials don't want to have just professional development. We want personal development as well. It's interesting. Again, it seems so obvious when you describe it, but yet what I hear from many employers is, you know, these, these darn millennials, these they don't want to right. listen to me. They just want to go off and do their own thing. They're so independent, I can't manage them. What do you think of that? The truth is that millennials are really looking to people of other generations to provide uh, introspection, coaching, mentoring. Mentoring is a huge skill that millennials are looking for. Millennials want to have mentors and coaches in their life. In fact, companies that have formal mentoring programs have a two-time higher retention rate of those young people because they're realizing that they're investing in their talent, their millennials are growing professionally, and they're excited about coming to work every day. (laughs) It's really interesting how, as we're having this conversation, it's just a question of framing, right? Right. One thing, framing-wise, I'm a professor, one of local business schools here. I spend a lot of time teaching. It seems to me that the millennial generation is addicted to tech. 
You know, right. if I the biggest challenge I often have in the lecture room is, is to get them to put down their phones. I yeah. hear that from people all the time. Are millennials addicted to tech? Yeah, that's one of the, the myths that I talk about in my book that's actually not a myth. Uh, the truth is that millennials are looking at our phones not only to see the world, but it's how the world sees us as well. Millennials are also known as digital natives, but the opportunity comes in how leaders are able to tap into that knowledge. We all are living in a tech-driven world, but how we use it whether it's going to be a tool or a distraction is absolutely up to us, whether we're 16 or 62. It's interesting there is I see a big generational difference. And tell me whether or not you, you think this is so. When I talk with uh, folks that are you know 18 to 25 about this issue, I'll say to them, God, you spent a lot of time online. And the answer is I spent a lot of time online, but that's not reality. Right. You know, uh, what I see is on Facebook, for example, a lot of baby boomers they actually think Facebook is about friends, but my impression is that digital natives really look at social media as a promotional tool, but it's not actually who they are. Is that right, true? Right, absolutely. I think that millennials do understand that our persona online is, is going to be very different, but it's funny you brought up Facebook because the fastest growing population on Facebook is not millennials, it's baby boomers, which is probably why my generation is leaving and going to Instagram. Exactly, and Snap and uh, and so forth. Right. You know, a number of years ago uh, in my class at Maryland, uh, my entrepreneurship class, I do this every year. It's a group of millennials, and, and we, t uh, we talk about what kind of business would you start. And every year there were three or four teams that started businesses where social media businesses that didn't have their parents in it. Right. And now I don't see that anymore because I think what's happened is they've migrated away. Right, right. It's interesting to me, as you describe this, what I'm hearing is that millennials, in fact, are intensely engaged and interested in having interesting careers, will work like crazy for people to treat them with respect, are not actually independent for the sake of independence. They're independent because they want to be responsible. And they're using tech. Those, to me, describe people who are heavily engaged, yet again, I think a image a lot of people have of our young workers is that they're lazy and unmotivated right. and hang out on sofas. So what's up with that? Yeah, that's definitely a, a huge challenge to, to overcome. The truth is that millennials are not motivated by money. We're motivated by mission. Millennials are going to work for companies and buy products because of the core mission. Millennials care about three things. We care about the triple bottom line, the, the people, the profit, but of course the planet. So whether we're purchasing your product or coming to work for your company, we want to know that you have a, a higher purpose that you're serving with whatever you're doing. And millennials want to be a part of that. A big mistake many companies make is give money at the end of every year and never ask their employees where they should be giving to. Millennials want to be highly involved. We want to put our fingerprints on everything. And rather than seeing these five myths as something that's going to uh, hold a company back from growth, really seen as an opportunity to turn it around and ask those people in your company or in your community to be a part of bridging this gap themselves. So as you describe these personality attributes, I want to matter. I want to change things. Money may not be the most important right. thing, but empowerment, it sounds to me like DC is a place where all those things come together. I, I mean, this town must be a magnet for millennials. It is. Washington, D.C. consistently ranks in the top five locations for millennials to move to in the country because there's there's upward job mobility. Uh, there are great places for us to live, great places for us to work. But again, one of the biggest challenges is that millennials are moving around. So there's, there's almost too much opportunity. And there's this thing, FOMO, right, this fear of missing out, that millennials are highly competitive with ourselves, not necessarily with one another, which is an, a, another myth that we like to overcome as well. Well, as the largest demographic group in the United States, it's competition is going to be inevitable. Right. And the same thing happened with the baby boomers. Ultimately, that does shape how we look at the world. Who in this town as an employer, in your experience, is doing a really good job of motivating and managing millennials right now? 
One company that's really hitting it out of the park is PwC. PwC has really been on the front lines of creating creative programs. For example, they actually have a student debt repayment program where they'll actually help repay their young employees' student debt. As a generation that has on average $38,000 in college debt, going to a company that's essentially saying, we want to invest back in you. We realize that you've taken a whole lot of debt and a whole lot of risk to get a great job. Now we want to actually invest back in you and show that we care just as much about your education as you do. So, Gabrielle, before I let you go, you've got a new book out. What's the book called and where can we find it? Five Millennial Miss. The Handbook for Managing and Motivating Millennials. And it's available on Amazon. It's newly released, our second edition. We're really excited about it. Great. Well, Gabrielle Beauchet, thank you very much for taking the time to share your expertise on this important demographic shift in our workforce. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to What's Working in Washington. Our executive producers, Tracy Madigan, and our online contributors are Michael Hoffman and Barbara Ulrich. I am Jonathan Aberman. We tell you what's working in Washington, but we're also asking the question, what's working in Washington for you? So please let us know. We're on Twitter at What's Working DC. We look forward to hearing from you. Until next time, goodbye.